Okay, good morning. So today, welcome back. Today is uh, Thursday, May 13. Time is moving right along. It's getting warm or hot here in Taiwan or where I am. And many, many creatures are, are afoot and moving, moving around in the uh, lead into the summer months. So today will be uh, episode 58 of the talks on Nityananda, finishing Chittakashkita, or from the translation by M.P. Pandit, uh, called Voice of the Self. And we are right at the edge of the end of the book, uh, beginning page 81, part 3, called Omkara. <clears throat> Omkara, Om, is a, it's a, a composite word from Om and Kara. Um, kara is the same as karm, like karma. Om is the original sound, or basically, uh, I see it as uh, akin to let there be light, the generation of light, which is the basis of seven rays. It's not the same as seven, it, it's the same, but it's, a, it, it's, fr- it's that from which seven dimensions, seven rays uh, um, derives. The, the seven rays are frequencies... Uh, or waves, or rays, or colors, or vibrations of Om, of light, of intelligent energy. Um, prana, same as Prana. <clears throat> so there's Pranava, or Pranava, which is the Va of Prana. Prana is, again, I think the same as intelligent energy, or light, with a capital L, uh, as the essential energy power of the Logos, that then gave rise to seven rays, seven dimensions, seven chakras, and the, the paths uh, of souls or entities back up to the original, uh, to the source of light, the source of um, creation. And so Omkara is the making of Om, <clears throat> the doing of Om, which is the letting there be of light. And so this final part three is... Uh, the, it's a very uh, finely um, polished um, concluding chapter. There are multiple verses, as always, uh, beginning with a discussion of Om that is basically cosmology or cosmogenesis, how creation came to be. <clears throat> Again, creation as octaves of light divided into seven and... Um, with the uh, Ra, Ra calls the illusion of limits, and the uh, purpose being uh, uh, beings uh, seek and become one. Like Ra said, the original desire is that entities seek and become one. They do that within the <clears throat> uh, time-space framework of dimensions in octaves made of om, or made of prana, or made of light. And so after that, um, focus upon the uh, source of light or the process of, of making Om, the karm of Om, then this uh, part three uh, explains core principles of uh, mind transformation leading to yana and mukti. So mind transformation is um, the central work of mind-body-spirit evolution. That's the spiritual path, is work on mind. And so health is good, um, but uh, that which supports physical health um, 
is not per se transformation of mind and seven chakras. So the transformation of the seven proceeds mainly by interplay of mind-spirit complexes. So there's body-mind-spirit, spirit-mind, then body. The main work, the main driver of seven chakra transformation is mind. And Ra said mind is a microcosm of the law of one. So there's higher and lower and there's polarity. And then there's the resolution of that polarity back to unity. But unity is not the end of the path either. Um, The end of the path is return to the source of light, which is union of uh, Atman and the Logos, or Jivatman and Paramatman, same, same. So this this final part three, uh, it seems like not too long ago, (laughs) I did the first reading through. This is the final reading through of part three with not much commentary. Uh, This final part three, pages 81 to 103 in the PDF, or on the book, actually from the book, it's a different numbering on the PDF, but it's the same. Uh, pages 81 to 103 in the book Voice of the Self uh, is a really wonderful um, synopsis of the pith, the, the heart work of uh, Path of Mukti or liberation or achievement of moksha liberation, moving out of the octave in accord with core principles core principles associated with mind transformation, such as vairagya, such as faith, such as the way of buddhi, or the interplay between buddhi and manas, uh, and then the union um, of uh, the jiva, or separative sense of self, with what's called atman, or higher self, which is achievement of sixth density. And that's a pretty darn good thing. It's not the end of the path. It's not leaving the octave yet, but... Um, one is quite home free uh, in sixth density um, until one comes to earth <laughs> gets into trouble but uh, one is also somewhat home free simply harvesting to fourth density and that's why Yeshua talked about freedom from death there is a quite significant qualitative, quantitative experiential freedom from ever dying again uh, for those who are harvested to fourth density or four D positive particularly so I'll just read straight through, make some very minor comments, and uh, it may take a couple of weeks to finish part three, or just one week, one week, one week we'll see. So, Voice of the Self, MP Pandit, part three, Nityananda's Chittakash Gita, uh, title of the part is Omkara. Nityananda said, <clears throat> The syllable Om is like a storm in the sky. To the syllable Om, there is neither a before nor an after. Omkara is the stage manager. The body of man, which is the string of Omkara, is pervaded by Omkara, pervaded by light. All that is, within, without, everywhere, is born of Omkara. The syllable Om does not need to be called to memory. That's against certain techniques and practices that do that all the time. Om, om, om. And he's saying that's not necessary. <clears throat> that sound is there in everything. It does not require to be summoned separately. The shakti, meaning prana power, that is omkara, is not finite but infinite. That sound, omkara, is there in all creatures. The sound produced by each creature is indeed omkara alone. 
pranava is omkara. So pranava, the voice or sound of prana, is the making of om. Same, same. When the pranava joins the jiva nature, soul, and moves, then only it may be called the pranavayu, prana wind. As the nature and the subtle, mean nature means the physical material, as the nature and the subtle separate, this omkara pranava becomes all omkara. So pranava goes into omkara or the pranavayu work, the, the wind of prana returns to the source of prana, which is omkara. When both the jivas <clears throat> are felt to be one, there is the oneness, the omkara. At that time is seen the om everywhere. Whatever you lay your faith in, that becomes the means for fulfillment. The shakti, power, that is omkara, is everywhere pervading in formless state. The shakti, that is omkara, is the light in all directions. Ignorance and knowledge, avidya and vidya, are both not real. Both pleasure and pain do not touch. <clears throat> so the personal experiences of uh, avidya and vidya, ignorance and yana even, are not real. <laughs> They're dreamlike as is all made of light, which Ra calls the concept of light, the illusion of limits, the illusion of um, finite experience. So ignorance and knowledge, avidya and knowledge, or vidya or sat, are both not real, both pleasure and pain do not touch. Going on, <clears throat> if the mind is there, it spreads everywhere. If the mind is not, it is nowhere. If there is mind, this is, uh, and this may be manas, if there is mind, because it's a small m, if there is mind, then God is a distinct being. But if the mind is merged in buddhi, okay, so manas merged in buddhi, then there is no such entity or separate entity as God. God is in all. <clears throat> if you have desires in the world, then you need a separate God. For the help of such a God is necessary to fulfill the desire. When the mind runs into various channels, explores and creates doubt in objects, there arises the necessity of erecting a separate image or idol, like a God. Cause and effect appear as two. The image is indeed a major object, <laughs> the image of a separate of God. And that's when the monastic function is not yet surrendered to buddhi, the way of discriminative awareness, which is not the same. It's, there may be thought form generation in play or thought, but it's um, synthetic or integrative or unitive thought and awareness moving out of differentiation. And so the image is indeed a major object. <laughs> it's a big, big deal. Going on, what is known as akash, sky or space or field, like Akashic record. <clears throat> what is known as akash is upward. So it's not below, it's up. The, quote, male is the subtle intelligence, buddhi. And the, quote, female is the natural intelligence. And so this is the difference between buddhi and manas, male and female, subtle intelligence awareness 
versus Manasik uh, discriminating, differentiating thought forms, um, material or body-mind based, body-mind or uh, lower chakras, particularly awareness or um, mental process. And so that's called a male and a female for him. Going on, a man without desire has no need to have a separate god. They do not need any sadhana, sadhana practice, as such. When the mind runs about, sadhana is required to draw it to the object undertaken, concentration. The buddhi should be under control as long as the pulse beats. The inner state must not be involved in the senses. This is a kind of vairagya withdrawal of the of mind from sensory engagement, like as in meditation, sadhana. When you do anything, the inner state must be kept aloof. One sunk under water must learn to swim above, above it. To conquer maya, illusion, falsehood, a deeper maya is needed. <laughs> because of maya, men see varied states when their mind runs into its objects, monastic function. It is you who cling to the palm tree. The palm tree does not cling to you. Likewise, has maya hands and legs to seize you. Meaning, <clears throat> the three marks, the three characteristics of, of uh, existence, anicca, dukkha, in Buddhism, uh, impermanence, transitoriness, changeableness, change, and anatta, no self or insubstantiality, a kind of emptiness actually, and dukkha, or stress, or pain, or dissatisfactoriness, those are of mind, of the uh, being, not of the environment. They're uh, qualities, uh, they're qualities of all experience for the unenlightened, unawakened mind. And so, it is you who cling to the palm tree. The palm tree does not cling to you. The mind makes objects. The mind experiences objects in its own way, not objects doing it to you. So, the illusion is not outside. The illusion is ignorance. <laughs> The illusion of limits is not a property of the material world or the seven dimensions. The illusion of limits is made by the mind under the sway of avidya ignorance. Very subtle kind of point there. Going on, the void, which is another way of talking about emptiness actually, the void of thoughts is by the way of the subtle. Thought merges in the self, capital S, through the buddhi. Equal vision is samadhi. By sadhana, should one keep the six enemies under control, like vasanas and uh, gunas and tendencies, attachments, craving, clinging, (laughs) ashravas, kleshas. One who does sadhana shall not speak of the qualities of others. It acts like a stone tied to a tender plant. He who does sadhana shall not let his mind go, even for a while, it should be ever in the center of sadhana. I am muchly guilty of speaking of the qualities of others, and I think we are all, but it's a great training <laughs> to let go of attachment to um, critique of the qualities of others' minds. It's, very <laughs> it's something that I have not yet learned. Going on, mid-page. With faith, Shraddha, should the prana vayu be stabilized in the upward path. That is the path to liberation. The jiva, that is eternal, 
dwells in the body that is the cave. So body like a cave. Yoga is union. When the two coalesce into one, meaning um, uh, the pranavayu in the Atman, actually. Uh, Yoga is union. When the two coalesce into one, that is yoga. To merge into the buddhi is yoga. When the jiva goes by the path of buddhi and joins in the brahmarandara, crown chakra, it is yoga. These are different aspects of total, you know, various unions along the way to final union. That is bhakti, mean devotion, longing. Yukti, shakti, all the three join and become omkara. So the... mm, Distillate the the primary qualities and principles of uh, self transformation uh, in the return become one with its source. The ahankara uh, or ego, ahankara, this is a different spelling for all these things. Ahankara is the same as ahamkara, ahamkara, uh, like Ramana Maharshi said, the, the sense of self the making of a separative um, <clears throat> separative uh, conceptually based su- uh, subjective sense of, of identity. The ahamkara, or ego, merges into omkara like camphor in, fly- in fire. The mind, chitta, the bigger mind, merges in the atman. Place the chitta in buddhi like a child placed in the cradle and rocked and know who you are. So again, three terms for mind, uh, manas, manasic, buddhi, buddhik, and um, chitta, chit. Uh, Here he's saying chitta merges into the atman. Meanwhile, the final state is called um, sat-chit, ananda, meaning the the chit of sat, the awareness, mind, but it's way above the personal then, of chit, uh, of sat, being truth and reality. And so... Certainly there's lower, there's the way of buddhi higher, and then there's overall awareness uh, as chit, as a term for mind. So the three becomes one, no problem. Going on, mind, this is bottom page 83, mind, enter the mansion of ananda, bliss. When it is all filled with water everywhere, you cannot see tanks and wells separately. Because there is darkness, you see the light. When there is sweet, remember there is the pungent. What is the condition of the jiva who realizes that the body is not the Atman? It has become the same state as it was in the beginning. Jiva returning home. The sense of I and mind does not extend beyond the gross physical eye and the tip of the nose. That which is above them has neither beginning, end, nor cessation. What is seen has beginning and end. The Atman is not visible to the physical sight and so has no beginning and end. It is impossible to lessen or comprehend the power of Atman. The Atman is ever the same. Atman is like the space, Akash, which is the same in all directions. There is the brilliance of millions of suns in the head of man. Is the eye bigger? Or the sun? Is it possible to look at the sun if the eye is bad? Thus the eye is greater. 
forms are of the image, which is a sign of the mind. Beautiful line. Forms, perception of discrete, separative, you know, separate, separated forms uh, of, of the world of phenomena, uh, including energy forms, actually. <clears throat> and uh, forms are of the image, which is a sign of the mind. When a photograph is taken, the picture is as one sits, nor according to the good and bad of the photographer. So, good or bad, whatever, uh, the image is taken of the object uh, by the photographer or by the photograph. Uh, it's the eye uh, that is greater. And so, the seer is the scene, or the scene is the seer. And... <clears throat> Um, the work is inner, not outer. The fruit is according to the inner faith. Good and bad do not pertain to the Atman. The Atman is like a reflection, taking any form naturally. The Jiva is like a bird in a nest. When the nest breaks down, the bird does not. It flies into the sky. <clears throat> that bird may enter another nest in six months, one year, or five minutes, like rebirth. That depends upon its labor. You can reach the railway station from here within an hour or within a month. <clears throat> the path is one and the timing is uh, unique for each. Constant practice is needed for vairagya, renunciation, detachment, um, uh, dispassion. <clears throat> Constant practice is needed for vairagya to be always steady. A practice is needed to make vairagya permanent. Vairagya is not related to the bodily nature. One sees the glory of Atman only when there is neither knowledge nor superknowledge, when one knows but is as if he does not know. Those who have realized the Atman are like the blind, like the deaf who hearing do not hear. They do, but are as if they have not done, knowing <clears throat> distinct from labeling. When functioning in the senses, that thought is distinct and separate to them. So though they act, it is as if they have not. In them, the proclivity is more for dissolution, less for creation. More for release, less for um, engagement or fashioning. <clears throat> Since their capacity to forget is great, though they perform, they say, nobody has done it. Going on. Their attention is not distracted to the shell of the coconut, but fixed on the kernel of the copra inside. Not cobra, copra, the coconut seed. <clears throat> they are not touched by merit and demerit. They are like the boat in water. Like water and boat, which are distinct, their gross nature and the subtle are separate and distinct. They are not concerned with the objects of the senses of action, but function only in the objects of the senses of thought. They take only the juice of the sugarcane and discard the rind, once it's turned into sugar, it cannot become cane again. Once a quality is developed by practice, you cannot revert to the previous state. 
like old vessels rendered new. If desires and impressions are tied up and controlled by buddhi, a new buddhi of sattvika, sattvic type, meaning harmonious or goodly, righteous type, is attained. Then there is contentment. Let me repeat that last few lines here. Once a quality is developed by practice, you cannot revert to the previous state. Like old vessels rendered new, if desires and impressions are tied up and controlled by buddhi, a new buddhi of sattvic type, a higher buddhi, is attained. Then there is contentment. And so desires and impressions tied up and controlled by buddhi. This is yoga. The tying up is yok, yok, yoking or yoga. Uh, you know, there, there's always some kind of conflict between willful restraint and freedom from arising. Um, eventually, desires and impressions, uh, lower desires and false impressions don't arise. And um, that non-arising... <clears throat> is a higher development of the being than um, not being swayed when stuff arises, when uh, thoughts, painful thoughts and feelings, distortions, emotional charge arises, one can, with love wisdom, be not much swayed or accept and allow and um, it dissolves in its own time, the arising, painful, distorted thought and feeling flow. But that's not as good as or as advanced as non-arising. And so uh, it's simply eventually desires and impressions having been tied up. I mean, this is again like the uh, ox herding, right? You tie up and control the wild ox, which is not Buddha nature. It's mind. It's the manasic. You don't need to tie up Buddha nature. But you do need to tie up uh, the vasanas or the kleshas, or the asavas. And that's where morality comes in. Right? That's the purpose of Panchashila, or Dasashila, or the, all of the moral codes of all the religions is to temporarily, or permanently, temporarily really, tie up or yoke um, unhelpful tendencies, unskillful, unwholesome ways. Right? The kleshas, the asavas... The cravings, the clinging, the attachment, grasping aversion, ignorance, all that. Um, by way, we, we get free relatively by way of yama-niyama, what not to do, what to do, panchashila, all the sila codes, the Ten Commandments, you know, in their heart, pith essence. That's, the, that's, the, that's akin to tying up the ox. Um, and then eventually it no longer needs the tying because it becomes paraus, becomes a docile or um, friendly war horse. <laughs> the mind becomes a friendly war horse, um, strong but mild, um, not troublemaking in any way, um, serviceable, workable, able to be disciplined, able to do hard work, and able to take it easy too, and play and rest and enjoy not dangerous, and not harmful. That's um, the praus, the meek, so-called, that inherit the earth. That is akin to the ox tied up, right? Look at my series uh, on the meek and ox herding. Nobody else has put that together, as far as I can tell. 
and we can put it together with what Nityananda is saying straight out of an Advaita Vedanta perspective that desires and impressions are tied up and controlled by buddhi first. Then a new buddhi of sattvic type is attained. Then there's contentment, and there's no need to tie up anything. You throw away the rope. And um, the bull, the wild ox bull, becomes a great friend. And one likes one's own mind, and one has a pleasant, uh, pleasant time of uh, mindedness. <laughs> Having a personal mind is no longer as miserable as it was before. Going on, bottom page 85. <clears throat> no contentment without purification of chitta mind. No steadiness without purification of chitta. Neither liberation from words. It is like ice placed in water. One who is in the state of Atman merges in the same manner. Like rivers entering the sea, all desires and impressions merge in the Atman. Atman is not an object, but karma is. There is a steamer, meaning a boat, in the sea. It appears to be attached to the water, but in reality the water is separate and the steamer separate. It is not connected with the water. This is the difference between um, the jiva and the atman, or the um, gross and the subtle. There's connection or there's a relationship without identity, and yet all is also one. Man must be that wise in the world. He shall not be attached to any actions. As the Brahmin waits for the leaves to be spread for the meal, so should man with his inner being purified await the Jivan Mukti. And one of the ways that Chinese Buddhists um, talked about meditation, uh, Chan, is the, comes from the Sanskrit word dhyana, which really means meditation, practice. One of the ways they talked about it is sitting for cultivation. And that's, as far as I know, that's very accurate when one gets to, when, one, when, when the um, ox has been tamed, then uh, one is not achieving substantive uh, change through meditation. But the longer one sits in mindfulness with the, you know, some form of sati practice, some type of non-grasping attentiveness sadhana. The sadhana practice of not grasping attentiveness, meaning watching breath or allowing phenomena to arise and pass away, seeking concentration, seeking uh, stillness of mind at a steady state. That is a sitting that allows deeper uh, transformation of the pranic flows in body-mind-spirit. The, the pranic flow, the pranavayu, is perfected by that sitting um, in in detached in vairagya, um, uh, dharana, <laughs> dharana concentration, uh, sadhana practice of vairagya non-grasping, sati mindfulness attention attentiveness. So, <laughs> non-grasping attentiveness is another way of saying vairagya sati. This is putting together two traditions. But renunciation, detachment, letting go, not grasping, non-grasping. Attentiveness, sati, mindfulness, which is the key to dharana, which is concentration, which is the key to satna, which is practice, which is the key to letting the pranic flows do their own thing and work things out 
And that's where the whole notion of distortion leavings comes up or comes in to the discussion. Or the, the, the issue of distortion leavings is um, what, uh, what kinks and, and, uh, and imperfections and uh, folds and creases and, and uh, bends and uh, imperfect impurities or whatever in the seven chakra total pranic system there are get worked out by that sitting for cultivation of long-term vairagya sati, uh, detachment, non-grasping attentiveness. That's called sit. That's what they mean by sitting, sitting for cultivation. As far as I know, and that's the Soto, Japanese Soto Zen tradition, uh, similar to or coming right out of the Chinese Tsaotou tradition. The two groups, uh, the two lineages of Zen in Japan, came out of China. One was Linchi Rinzai, became Rinzai Zen in Japan, and the other is Tsaotou, which became Soto in Japan, which is much more on Shikantaza, Shikantaza is basically, it comes from Dogen Zenji, Dogen, and um, the guy who said something like, um, the practice of Buddhism is to study the self, to to study the self is to forget the self, to forget the self, is something like to become one with all, or to um, see the true nature um, of of what is, something like that, moving to Satchit, obviously. Uh, they understand the value of sitting for cultivation, quiet sitting, uh, which, um, you know, you can say is sitting in Buddha nature. But, but you know, that, that kind of talk is a little silly for me. It's not sitting in Buddha nature. There's sitting while the pranic flows perfect the seven chakra, mind, body, spirit, totality. <laughs> That's a way of putting it together. So Hindu yoga or Indian yoga or yoga pranayamic tradition and, and teachings are very useful um, in the Buddhist, for a Buddhist or for somebody doing Buddhist practice, practices of uh, some kind of mindfulness, like Anpanasati, it's very useful to understand the pranic system <laughs> that is, is being transformed um, invisibly as one sits quietly watching with this vairagya sati or detached attentiveness. <clears throat> and so, so should man with his inner being purified await the jivan mukti, the union, the liberation of jiva, which comes from union with, with, with Atman. So anyway, nice stuff. Um, going on, page 86, a long verse. Nobody looks at a tree without fruit. Why is man called a man? Because he has a mind, manas as I always say, getting knowledge of diverse kinds, benefiting from shanti, peace. The mind must become one with omkara. He who desires to attain liberation must understand now itself that the body has no true value. For such, the realization of the glory of Atman is possible. But it is difficult for those who live in the body sense not an iota of peace, Shanti, for those who habitually think of I and mine, even if they do sadhana for a thousand years. Anyone may bathe in a stream and clean his body, whether he is a pariah, a brahmin, or a child. Whoever may bathe, all get cleaned in the same manner. Similarly, the inner state of all is the same, though there may be some differences in the outer condition. 
chilies, watermelons, etc., may grow near each other in the same field, but the nature of one is different from another's. The warmth of fire can be known only to those who are in the proximity of fire, not to those who are sitting in water. Peace, shanti, is cool, like water, one's nature is like fire. <clears throat> this is a strange sentence. Shanti is cool like water, one's nature is like fire. Food must be ready cooked before one gets hungry. <laughs> so the duties of the householder must be known before one becomes a householder. To the householder, the inner and the outer must have an equal appeal. The distinction between cause and effect must be clear. So the householder's way is a little different than the yogi's way. It is not possible for man to run behind the horse. Let him rather ride the animal. Let him tie its feet and mount quickly. Similarly, should men in the world keep their mind apart from the sense objects? As water does not stay on the palm-leaf umbrella, so must pass the sense of I, the doer. The householder must be like a calf dedicated to the temple. All must be offered to the Brahman, Godhead. Yet it cannot be said that one who does so is nearer God, and one who does not is away from him, capital H. If a light is placed before a thousand people, it reaches all without distinction. Anyone can carry it. Where there is light, there is no darkness, and in the dark there is no light, either one or the other. Nature must be like the sun, mind must be cool like the moon. So nature as fire, uh, subtle as water, hot is the gross, cool is the subtle. <clears throat> uh, yeah, and that, that's actually con commonly what happens in meditation, is when the mind starts to get settled down, there may be a feeling of uh, heat in the body, um, as some distortion leavings are getting burned, as the pranic flow is improving, becoming more um, high density or high vibration. The vibratory energies are increasing. Uh, pranic flow is um, accelerating, intensifying, you know, upward spiraling somehow. Distortion leavings are getting kicked out and by burned by um, subtle temperature increase. Then, when that's finished, um, one cools down. Um, and then mind becomes, mind too is cooled, um, as the body too becomes cooled. Um, and that, so, so inflammation precedes peace, <laughs> commonly. Going on, vairagya, reject, re renunciation, detachment, dispassion. Vairagya is like fire burning a cloth. More the vairagya, more the splendor from within. It is the mind that must be firmly seated, not so much the body. If the mind is not pure, it is difficult to get equality of outlook, equal sightedness. Without sadhana, it is difficult to acquire good qualities. By sadhana, one gets the subtle intelligence, buddhi. So by sadhana, one gets buddhi. That's a nice bird there. Attachment to things physical does not leave without proper sadhana. 
It is difficult to eliminate desire for possessions, woman, and gold. For the three gunas merge into one, and the mind to be one thoughted, equal sighted, is the object of life. As soiled cloth is cleaned by washing it with soap, so should the mind be cleansed of its desires and impressions, another word for vasanas, by the soap of buddhi, and made pure like the sky. When you first learn on the sewing machine and the hands and legs move, the attention is not on the legs but on the hands. Similarly, the buddhi should be placed aright, the mind and thought merged in pridayakash, meaning heart sky, and shanti attained. This is nityananda, eternal bliss. <clears throat> the buddhi should be placed aright, the mind and thought merged in heart sky, six chakra, and peace shanti attained. This is nityananda. Top page 88. Those whose mind is purified may call him, capital H, Godhead, those whose mind is purified may call him by any name. The railway is prakriti, men are yana, the stations are the chakras. Within the chakras is the subtle, the subtle is the nerve channel, nadi, and in the subtle channel, nadi, is the kundalini shakti, kundalini power. The kundalini shakti and its channel, or channels, are the omkara. Realize and know the subtle in the channel. Know the buddhi. Um, I'm not sure what word was used for subtle here. Realize and know the subtle in the nadi, the um, omkara in the pranavayu of the nadi. Mm. Going on. <clears throat> Rarely is one a millionaire. All cannot be millionaires at the same time. Each gets according to his deeds. Though there's plenty of water in the sea, the quantity you get depends on the size of the vessel you take to fetch the water. That's the classic line. Accordingly, the vasana of karma is the fruit. It is because of such a previous vasana, inclination tendency, that one feels like going to saints and holy men and hear them. For those who have such vasanas, uh, inclinations to transformation and and, uh, seeking and uh, mukti, those, for those who have such fasanas, <clears throat> there is no need of a separate vairagya as such. The previous vasana is enough. That is the time to set out for liberation. So vasanas include uh, <clears throat> tendencies and inclinations to liberation, to truth, to sat, to freedom, to um, total transformation too. So not all vasanas are problematic. There's the good and the bad. There's the upward and the downward. Those that are seeking union and and perfection and those that are seeking downward out, down and out. So there are vasanas for the inner and upper and there are vasanas pertaining or, or directing us, directing mind towards the down and out, the outer that goes down. So there's the outer that takes us down. There's the inner that takes us up. And the going up doesn't mean rejecting the down. It means bringing the up, bringing the down up, <laughs> and bringing the up down. Um, the genren, the upside down, hidden eye, um, true man, true manas, true man, um, brings the upper, brings the higher to the lower, brings the lower to the higher, merges the lower and the higher, 
but that's done by the inner. That's not done by attachment to the outer. And vasanas are not the problem. It's the some vasanas <laughs> take us down and out. Then, going on, for mukti, liberation, and jnana, realization, there's no distinction of age, high or low. This is the moment. When one is hungry, one eats immediately. If he be not hungry, he has time to wait. The hunger of bhakti shall be intense. Shall means should. As the fire grows, so the water warms up. Faith, shraddha, is the heat. Like ice is peace in the head. It fills within and overflows. Satisfied in all respects, one gets pure in the mind. Pure chit. For this contentment, it costs not even a pie as in charity and giving. When it begins there, it begins here too. It is enough if there is shanti, peace, and contentment in one. Among thousands, if there comes one in the path of peace, all get a little peace. While a little piece of peace. While entering a multitude of people, he must have the calm with which one approaches a tiger. To move in the world, one must needs have much calm and peace. Peace is of great help to move among thousands of people, especially these days. Going on, <clears throat> top of page 89. A variety of merchandise is brought to the fair. Likewise, the peace, shanti, should be in various ways. Amidst thousands, you must be steadfast. If you doubt the thousands coming under your control, it corrodes. Just as the airplane moves without, exist- without assistance from the earth, so you must go without thought of the body. The crown of the conviction that I am not the body must be settled in the heart. As while traveling in the hot sun, one goes to shelter below a tree on the hillside and forgets the fatigue of walk in the sun, as soon as he sits in the shade, so do they who think of the supreme forget their worldly concerns. Even as on getting to the cool one forgets the heat, so the vasana of mine is forgotten. The umbrella is not required while at home. It is necessary only when going out. As no umbrella is needed within the house, each place has its great feature. If you sit inside the house and lock the doors, you see only what things are inside the house. It is only if you come out opening the doors that what is outside is seen. Similarly, even in the senses, the effort or effort must be made. When the doors of a warehouse are shut, there is no further business. Similarly, there is no more difference between myself, so-called, and the world. There is oneness. Just so, be careful about the senses. Hold the senses like the horse in reins. As on a nail fixed in the wall, keep your attention on the senses steady. Concentrate the buddhi in the head. The attention shall be above the neck, not below it. Top page 90. As gold is burnished by blowing upon it in fire, so is the inner to be made luminous by the exercise of buddhi, subtle discrimination, subtle deliberation. So as gold is burnished by blowing upon it in fire, so is the inner to be made luminous by the exercise of subtle deliberation. 
Pati. The world must be illumined in oneself. It is one means for the way of buddhi. Dharana is understanding. It is near to the thought of the Atman. The experience is not from the word. The word comes from experience. The tree is within the seed, not the seed within the tree. Men are not in the world. The world is within them. The outer is a feature of the inner. The world is in the hands of men. Speak in words what you think in your mind. Keep no deceit in the heart, no malice. Do not speak what is other than what you think. Speak only what you perceive in thought. Do not be deceitful with others. Do not hate. Among men, live apart within, with mind one-pointed. Live apart means live within. With mind one-pointed. Dharana. If there is deceit in the mind, it is like the face of the sun and the moon during the rain. When the mind is pure, it is like the sun in midsummer. At times, the star twinkling across the clouds looks shining. The nature of man changes within five minutes. Like a big star appearing fresh, the mind and inner being becomes pure. As the star falls, so the movements of the ego, ahamkara, fall away into the Atman. The sky, akash, is not visible to the physical eye. It is seen only by the subtle eye. By thinking, know the thought, capital T. So it's almost like saying, by manasic, know the buddhi, or know the, the chit. By sound, small s, know the sound, omkara, capital S. By the mind, uh, small m, know the mind, capital M. So you can say that uh, by thinking, by individual, you know, by our discrete, differentiated, um, <laughs> multi thought form procedures and processes, we may know the one thought. By sound or word or vibration, we may know the one sound, the original sound, omkara, comes out as pranava. By mind, by the differentiating manasic, know the buddhi or the chit, the, the one mind or uh, boundless awareness, the essence of mind or mind with a capital M. Going on, bottom page 90. He who is in the jivatman is the paramatman. He who knows the gunas or qualities of the jiva is paramatman. The jiva becomes one with the paramatman. That is the realization of the nityatma, nityatman, eternal atman. So nityananda is eternal atman, uh, sorry, eternal ananda, nitya ananda, endless ananda or bliss. Nitya atma is endless self or atman, but it's capital S. So that's what Advaita Vedanta Ramana Maharshi talking about, uh, you know, self-realization is eternal atman, nityatman. So, he who is in the jivatman is the paramatman. He who knows the gunas or qualities of the jiva is paramatman, the logos. The jiva becomes one with the paramatman. That is the realization of nityatma, eternal atman. When the mango fruit is on top of the tree, it is attached to it. Similarly, when the jiva and the paramatman are one, they are not distinct. This is called yoga, 
or that is called yoga, when the sat, chit, and ananda are in union, and the three gunas are merged in one. Frankly, I don't know of other, I mean, I think, other than Ramon Maharshi, I can't say there's somebody else that I know who has that, at least in the in the Hindu tradition. So, I have certain doubts about some others. Uh, top of page 91. Um, we do a few more here before the end of the hour. The Kundalini Shakti is to be brought out by the breath. By it revealed, liberation is to be attained. Faith is like the rope that is held. Hold tight the rope of Vayu Shakti, Shakti wind. Tie up with the rope of faith. Shraddha, faith, is Dharana, concentration. Keep the attention on Dharana, always. So keep the attention on Dharana is keep concentration, which is here equated with faith, which is equated with... um, the the way of tying up vayu shakti or the the wind of shakti or pranic power shakti wind which is basically prana through the channels which is in the nadis and um you know the upward spiraling light overall so join constant faith to this concentration on dharana faith shall fill each and every nerve or nadi of the being To him who is thus, there is no separate entity as maya. The mind itself is maya, the unenlightened mind. It is the mind that assumes the forms. All rose up in various relations as cause and effect. The visible universe, the light of the universe, the light supreme. The moment one realizes that it is all maya, the fear of maya ceases. Remember in your mind your real form and meditate. To stabilize the mind and the practice of dhyana and be concentrated in the consciousness pervading the head is moksha. The path leading to moksha is not far from oneself. Sin and merit are as close to each other as the eye and the ear. It is not beyond the buddhi. Pleasure and pain are one with buddhi. Reach mukti by the way of buddhi. To steady that mind in oneself and be one-minded is moksha. In knowledge, all is the self. There is no other knowledge, or vidya, capital K. Then there is none to speak, none to hear. It may be called the state of shunya, nothing, or emptiness. I think emptiness is a better translation of shunya than nothing. The pranavayu is like a rope. Whether in going or coming, it always moves in the same manner. It is not divisible. It has no distinction of time. When it is entangled in the physical nature, it shows difference. Due to various differing qualities, the jiva forgets his own station and lives in a different place. (laughs) Lives in 3D space-time, thinking that's home. By the path of the buddhi, he should take his stand in the upward course tie up with the rope of faith, steady himself in the upward course, and attain moksha, freedom from the varied sense objects, freedom from bondage to them, and identification with them. Then is shanti attained. 
reach that peace. They who move in the patent here, I don't know if this is the correct word, they who move in the patent or clearly here and beyond attain to the status of Satchitananda, born eternally free. They have no case, no cares regarding the results of their actions. Eternally free, they are always one-minded. They conquer the gunas of the jiva. Indeed, the mukti is far off till the sense of individuality is merged. Without this union, there is no distinction, no yoga, no mukti, no liberation. Really speaking, there is no man without yoga. Each of the yogas has its own object. When a thing joins another thing, when it is realized that two jivas are really one, that is union or oneness. This is realized in each case. The real yoga, yog, is that in which there is no delusion in any object, meaning no delusion regarding any object or regarding objects. The you know the real yoga that equal sightedness is no delusion in any object. The yoga in which there is no desire for fruit is the path to moksha. Doubt does not leave till the jiva realizes oneness. So don't worry, it'll remain. Each takes it to be a madness when something is done which is not liked by him. I'm mad. When he likes it, he does not see it as madness. When it looks alike to both, nothing appears strange. The mind is like cotton placed in the wind, but when it is full of devotion, it is like cotton well watered. Similar is the dissolution of the mind, the lower. Drenching the cotton of mind with the waters of yana, the chitta should be freed, attain in the manner of the cotton. It is possible to meditate upon the Atman even while engaged in different activities. All the different objects are outside, not inside. Even while engaging oneself in various activities, the thought shall be distinct and separate. If the driver of a motor car takes off his hands from the steering wheel, the vehicle runs anywhere and there is danger. So should the mind be directed into the buddhi, meaning the manasic directed into the buddhi. Mind should not be allowed to wander anywhere. It should be fixed in the practice of the inner dhyana. The mind should be developed within by means of introspection. O mind, enlarge the subtle buddhi, fill the nerves or nadis and channels with it, and enter the heart sky. O mind, be always content, be not deluded by the shadow. He whose mind is merged in samadhi is not deluded by the entire jugglery <laughs> phenomena, phenomena as this massive jugglery. That's a beautiful term. His, he whose mind is merged in samadhi is not deluded by the entire jugglery. He has no fear of anything. To the siddha purush, the attained, completed siddha, there is no fear in the world. At the very sight of him, the tiger, the serpent, calm down. All creatures become calm. Even an unfriendly man becomes quiet for the time being. The moment they see a sadhu or a holy person, they stand still. For what reason? Because of the doubt, there is no dark. Because of the doubt, there is no darkness at that time. 
it is this sattva, or happy guna, that appeals to them at the moment. <laughs> so it's the um, the pacification, the the power of pacification of the enlightened one going on. Uh-huh. 5959 goes to 10000. So, uh, getting close to the end here. All do not become hungry alike. Similarly, all do not attain mukti at the same time. There is difference only in timing. They quarrel because of the difference in language. In the Hindustani language, sugar is called mitta. In other languages, sakra, etc. But the use of sugar is the same for all Whatever the varied uses it is put to, its place of destination is one. And I think we're going to... Um, actually, let me just... One more verse. Uh, bottom page 93 through the end of 94. Leaving aside the thousand gods, if you believe in one god, you realize what happiness is. There is contentment. Those who believe in thousands of gods are never content, however much they get. There is no happiness with two, but happiness there is if there be faith in one. To him who believes that God is one, not two, all appears as the self, capital S. All look like himself. That is the path to moksha. There is no enemy as such. All are friends. Do not let harm come by believing in two, Attain mukti by belief in one. Attain there whence you have come. No cause and effect, play on the stage. Reach there whence you have come, and reaching there, attain moksha. Moksha does not come in search of us. We should seek for moksha and proceed by way of effort, vira, to stand apart from the bonds of karma and the internal state is moksha, the path of liberation. Moksha is not attained by any other path. It is not different from yourself. You have not attempted to approach near moksha. That is why it looks far. Moksha is not to be attained by going here and going there. Search within yourself. Merge in the mind and arrive by the path of discrimination. Buddhi. God is infinite. Because of his doubts, man has created under maya images of what is truly infinite. This doubt should be shaken off by means of the buddhi and jivanmukti attained. The love one, the love one has for an object is a kind of bhakti. In whatever one has had great faith and got results, that he shall trust as great. This belief should not be slackened. There is not a thing without bhakti. All creatures have bhakti. Uh, and it can also be translated somewhat as love, loving devotion. Like water is bhakti, differently a flow, flows differently for all. All creatures have right for this all-pervading bhakti. It is there full in all. Bhakti shall be pure, should be made pure. It shall be attained by way of the heart sky. Turning inward, the bhakti shall know the subtle. There is one desireless, careless, there or that is eternal liberation, attained through the path of Sushumna, the central channel, up the spine to the crown, Brahmarandra, from the full 
Shiva Shakti circuit. So some beautiful teaching there, and uh, ending on um, discussion of bhakti, love, devotion, longing, adoration, reverence, worship, um, which is not a worship um, of two, but a worship um, that trusts one or has faith in the one and knows that I and the one is one. (laughs) I is this one. And that doesn't lead to... um, narcissism or arrogance because one knows that all apparent other selves is this one I too. Is this also this one I, the one? So they are no less than this one here, as he would say. Anyway, that's it for today. Next time, pick up on page 95, which is a two-page verse, 97 goes to 98, some other two-page, multi-page verses, a huge verse, actually, at 97, 98. And then uh, perhaps close the book at 103, the final page of Chapter 3, or Part 3. So, it's wonderful stuff. I hope you appreciate it. And um, uh, take good care of yourselves. So, summer's coming, and... um, all all arises and uh, persists and passes away. So, in any case, take good care. Thank you here. See you next time, and good night. <laughs>